a song service tonight, did y'all? I'm telling you, I, I could have just ended there and said, God, you, you filled me up with them singing those, those congregational songs. Well, I tell you, it was good. Well, amen. So we find that in our bulletin, I hope everybody gets a bulletin. We've got them on the back back there. They're there for you to take. Uh, but we have on the 27th is a Bible study at 7 o'clock here at the church. Uh, Brother Charles will be taking care of that for us and Looking for that, uh, the next day, Saturday, the 28th, is our visitation. And so it starts at 10 o'clock. If you'd love to come to do that, we'd love for you to come. And, uh, and we'll pass out tracts. We'll talk to folks about the Lord. And, and we'll do just as the Lord has asked us to do. February uh, the, the 18th, I believe it is, is going to be our Valentine's banquet. Back on the table is a sign-up. And if you are going to go, then sign up. We appreciate you letting us know. If you're going to go, so we'll know how much food to get. You know, some people you have to order double, uh, and some people they had to do single, you know, so we got to make sure we get that right. But uh, we're going to have a good time. We're looking forward to that as well. On the back also is the women's and men text. And so it'll be the last time it's up there today. So if you want your name on that to be text as a woman or as a man, uh, sign that up and uh, we'll do that as well. Sister Sarah is going to activate the women's side, right? Yes, so she's going to take care of that. Brother Keith did that this week already on the man's side, and so I know it's annoying and all that kind of stuff, but I'm willing to go through that annoyance in order to be able to be an encouragement and be encouraged by the men of our church. Amen? So we're looking forward to that. Also, in that bulletin, I have put a, I put, have put a note there. Uh, Sister Heather has. It says, a pastor's burden. Please pray that the God's people will be faithful to God's church. And that's a burden that I have for the church of God being coming to church. I've never seen such a, an issue for church people to come to church. It just don't, it don't make sense to me. It blows my mind, but it hurts my heart at the same time. So please pray that God's people will be faithful to God's church. This is our, this is our, our year theme uh, through the in 2023. And uh, so we're excited about that. We're looking forward to what the Lord is going to triumph in our lives. So y'all say that with me tonight. Through thee in 2023, Psalm 44, 5. Through thee will we push down our enemies. Through thy name we will tread them under that rise up against us. Amen. Again, we will win. And we've got, we got Christ who is victorious uh, over the death and hell and the grave. And uh, we find tonight that that power is within us, amen? And uh, it is what the Lord Jesus has given to us. We are overcomers tonight, and uh, we are to live that away. We don't need to live as paupers, uh, live uh, to the place where we find ourselves in the gutters, but we live, are to live as we are uh, of the royal family, amen? Uh, that we are uh, related to the king. We're heirs of God and joint heirs of Christ tonight. Uh, we tonight have that royal blood that washed our sins away. And tonight we are the children of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We are to live that away. Get your head up. Get your head up. There's nothing but your head down tonight for. Who cares about what the economy is? Who cares about what the political status is? Who cares if they're meeting at that uh, down in Switzerland out there, all the hot shots? And... Uh, and, and that swab fella who's uh, planning on going to the 2023 agenda. He's the one who set all that up. Uh, we don't care about all that. Our God's in charge. Amen. Amen. He's, in, he's in control tonight. I'm on his side. And uh, tonight I'm so excited about what's going to take place in 2023. And uh, we, we're going to see God do something. We're going to watch God do something. We're going to be grateful for him doing something. You know what? I don't want to miss anything to you. Nothing. I, I was telling that during our prayer meeting tonight, I was telling uh, the, the folks that were there that to this morning when they, we, I went to the door, the next thing you know, we had like six or seven of these little girls in dresses, and they were going out, and they were your children, and they all go out together, and they came out together, and, and uh, of course, they wanted to play a little game or something out there, but I was thinking, this is our future. This is what God is going to use when we're gone and when we done ran our race and we fulfilled our course 
And uh, God, continue to raise up these little girls that they may be women of God, uh, godly men, I mean, godly women of, of wives and, and uh, of mothers. Amen. And so, boy, it's exciting for me to see that. He encouraged my heart. And, uh, and I, I know that I'm 60. My wife is 61 now. She's older. She turned 61 Friday. And on Friday the 13th, by the way. And so I really made a hoop to do with that. That was fun right there. But uh, uh, maybe want to have another child, right? Seeing those little girls coming out there. But she's 61. Anyway. All right. If you have your Bibles tonight, let's go back to Jonah. Go back to Jonah. We began a message last Sunday morning and Sunday night. And, and uh, we didn't quite finish that. But we'd like to, to finish it here tonight. And with the help of the Lord, we'll do so. And so let's stand, and, and I know that you've probably read Jonah a billion times, and you know the story backward and forward, and you know about Jonah and how he was uh, swallowed by a whale or by a great fish, it says here, and, and, uh, and you know about all those things tonight, but, well, I think there might be something else that we might get from God if we were looking for him, amen? And so let's begin to read the, uh, chapter 1 down to verse 16 again. And uh, I hope I don't read it fast tonight because I want us to get every single word and every dot, every jot, and every tittle. The Bible says, Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the son of Amittai, saying, Rise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee to, unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa, he found a ship going to Tarshish, so he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid and cried, Every man unto his God, cast forth the wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it up of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship, and he lay and was fast asleep. So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God. If so, be that thy God will think upon us that we perish not. And they said every one to his fellow, Come, let us cast lots, that we may know who for whose cause this evil is upon us, so they cast lots, and the lot fell upon Jonah. Then said they unto him, Tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us? What is thine occupation? Whence camest thou? What is thy country? And of what people art thou? He said unto them, I am a Hebrew. I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which hath made the sea and the dry land. Then were the men exceedingly afraid, and said unto him, Why hast thou done this? For the men knew that, the, that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he told them. Then said they unto him, What shall we do unto thee that the sea may be calm unto us? For the sea wrought and was tempestuous. He said unto them, Take me up, cast me forth into the sea, so shall the sea be calm unto you. For I know that for my sake this great tempest is upon you. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to bring it to the land, but they could not. For the sea wrought and was tempestuous against them. Wherefore they cried unto the Lord and said, beseech, We beseech thee, O Lord, we beseech thee. Let us not perish for this man's life. Lay not upon us innocent blood. For thou, O Lord, hast done as it pleased thee. They took up Jonah and cast him forth into the sea, and the sea ceased from her raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly, offered a sacrifice unto the Lord, and made vows. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name here this, this evening. We thank you, Lord, for the, the singing here tonight, Lord. We thank you for the, the good crowd. We thank you for those who've come to worship. God, come to be fed by God, and God, to be filled with your spirit. We pray, Lord, that you'd work in every heart and every soul. God, we're asking tonight, Lord, that you'd give us the eyes that we may see. Give us the ears that we may hear. God, give us a heart that we might receive. Father, help us not to leave out of this house, the house of God, without being changed. 
without being challenged tonight under conviction, even comfort tonight that it may bring. God, I ask you to draw us unto thee tonight, for we'll not be drawn unless you do. And God, I'm asking that you speak through me tonight. Anoint me with your spirit. God, guard my lips and my mind. Father, I ask you tonight, God, to remove me from the equation. God, we're not interested in flesh, dear God, nor carnality. God, we're not interested in the abilities and the skills of man. We're interested in what thus saith the Lord. And so we pray tonight, God, you speak to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So we began the message last Sunday morning about Jonah's testimony. We talked about his testimony. Now we're just going to go quickly through this so that we can kind of get a, a little bit of the mind of what this is, what's going on here. We found his testimony in verses 9 and verse 10. Uh, we find that Jonah's confession was, he says, I am a Hebrew. And he says, said that being not ashamed of what he was. We found, secondly, that he, uh, he was not afraid of what he was. The situation where he found himself, he found himself in a ship. He found himself in a storm. He found himself with sailors that were unhappy. And yet he said, I am a Hebrew, unafraid and unashamed. We find, secondly, his conviction. He said, I fear the Lord. Uh, I, I am one that knows the Lord. I am the one who worshiped the Lord. I am the one who believes the Lord. We found, number two, that he talked about his claim. He said, I claim the God of heaven. And the God of heaven which hath made the sea and the dry land. And friend, he said to us by saying that, that this God of heaven is the only God. He's the only true God. He's the only true living God. And we find tonight that was his claim. His confirmation tonight we found in verse 10 when he told the men uh, there in that verse 10, said, for the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. We found in his confirmation that he was humble, that he was honest, and that he showed forth honor, and that he didn't excuse where he was at, nor did he justify it, nor did he ignore it. Jonah, tonight, we have to conclude that was a believer. He was one that Jonah knew God, and God knew Jonah. Amen. Number two, we preached that Sunday night on notice Jonah's task. His assignment in verse 2 was arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it. It was a direct call from the Lord. It was a desperate cry, and it was a depraved city in which he went to. We've talked about the city and how cruel and difficult and how mean they were. And so we find that it was a psychological warfare uh, there in this Persian capital called Nineveh. Number three, we talked about his awareness. And we find that his awareness was in verse 2 that uh, what he, and I'm sorry, there in chapter 4 in verse 2, he said, and he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my saying when I was yet in my country? Therefore I fled before unto Tarshish, for I knew that thou art a gracious God, merciful, slow to anger, of great kindness, and repentance of thee. That was his awareness. He, aware, he was aware for what he said with his mouth. But then not with his mouth, but what he knew in his heart. He knew God was a gracious God. He knew he was a merciful God. He knew he was a long-suffering God. He knew he was a kind God. And he knew that he was a fair God. Number three, not only we notice his awareness uh, tonight, but we also notice his affection. His affection, his love for God. For when he said that in chapter 4, verse 2, he experienced the grace of God. He experienced the mercy of the Lord. He experienced the patience of God. He experienced the kindness of the Lord, and he experienced the repentance of the Lord. But then his love for Israel. He wanted to defend them. He wanted to deliver them. He knew that this, this Assyrian capital called Nineveh was their enemy. He knew that there was going to be devastation from them to his people. Uh, they knew, he knew that if the, ever a Assyrians ever came, that they were going to depart them or deport them out. And they also knew that it was the doom of his people. And so he found there was a love for Israel, a love for God. But here more, and this, what took, this is what took him that direction. He had a love for himself. He said, therefore, I fled before Tarshish. See, he was 
he was not concerned or he was concerned about how he felt. That was why he did what he did. And he was not only concerned about how he felt, but he was concentrating on what he thought. Yet doing, except doing God's will of God's word. He was also captivated by his heart. He to do his will and to go his way and not God's. And we do, our, we do that the same in our lives as a Christian. We do the same thing. We allow our feelings get, a, get before God and his word. We allow our thoughts to go further than what God's word says. And we allow uh, our heart sometimes to take over. The Bible says that a fool trusteth in his heart. Uh, the Bible says our heart is desperately wicked and who can know it? And so we don't want to trust our heart. We want to trust the Lord. Amen. And so Jonah was one. We found himself in that situation. Thirdly, uh, we preach about notice Jonah's trouble. His trouble was God gives his word. He finds that in chapter 1 and verse 1. He says, now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah. That was the word. Now the word from God is truth. There's no greater truth. There's no higher truth. There's no there's no mightier truth than God's truth. And so what Jonah should have done, what we should do, no matter how we feel, no matter what we think, no matter what our heart says, God's word is what we follow. Amen? No matter. No matter what men say, no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance, we follow God's word. Amen? God has said something. And he said that to Jonah. The word of God not only is truth, but the word of God is triumph. When you follow God's word, you win. When you follow God's word, you're successful. When you follow God's word, you'll find that you'll triumph in every single thing you do. Many a times tonight, we find ourselves in failure. We find ourselves in disobedience. We find ourselves rejecting and refusing the things of God. And we say, how did I get here? Well, you got here because you didn't obey God's word. And so Jonah is in the same trouble that we get ourselves in as well. We find here that Jonah gives his word. Chapter 4, verse 2, he says, O Lord, was not this my saying, therefore I fled from the tarnish. So God's word was refused by Jonah. His word in chapter, chapter 1, verse 3, Jonah just absolutely refused God's word. He was disobedient, he was rebellious, and he was stubborn. Number two, uh, God's presence was removed. Verse three, the Bible says he left the presence of the Lord. Now, leaving the presence of the Lord, we find it a dangerous period of time. When you leave the presence of the Lord, you become powerless. Every evil spirit, every demon, every worldling, every man, Every problem, every difficulty, every situation is at their, their strength to take care of you that is powerless. And so we find ourselves when the Holy Ghost of God is grieved and quenched in our lives because we are not obeying God's word, because we are disobedient to God's word, you're going to find yourself in trouble. And we find, we find that with Jonah. He's now in trouble. Number two, not only does the presence is a dangerous period, but it's a downward place. Soon as he decided he wasn't going to obey God's word, he went down to Joppa. He went down to the ship. He went down to sleep. And he went down to the sea. And friend, that's the downward place you're going to go every single time when God's word is not kept. You can count, to, you can count on it tonight. You're going down. You're going down. And you'll keep on going down until, friend, God will bring you to the place where you have to look up to him and say, Lord, I, am, I repent of my sin and I will turn from my sin and I will trust you and I will obey your word. And that's the way to get back up. But until then, you're going down. We find thirdly, not only is it a dangerous period in a downward place, but it's a deceptive position. Uh, Jonah, in verse 3, uh, it's a deceptive position because to think you can flee from God. That's deceptive. There's nobody in this room that can flee from God. Uh, there's nobody out here that can outrun God. You can't go to where God's not. I mean, you can't go into so dark where God can't see you, and you can't go so far because God can't be there, and you can't run so fast he can't catch you. 
And so it's got to be deceptive tonight to think that, Jonah, you can flee from God. And tonight, how do you think like that? Whenever God tells you to do and you don't, God says don't do and you do. And you're disobedient to God's word and you're stubborn, rebellious in what God would have you to do. What you're doing is you're running from God. What you're doing is you're fleeing from God. You're deceived to think that you can do that. And so was Jonah. We find secondly... Now, Jonah was deceptive position because to think he could flee from what? But to think that you could be free from God. That somehow, some way, God's going to say, all right, see you later, Jonah. Good riddance. Listen, friend, that's not God and his children. He don't let you go. Can I remind you that he has a pretty good record? Jesus said, I lost none. Amen. Amen. That's a million opportunities. And he said, I lost none. So don't be deceived in position to think that you can be free from God. You say, well, I'm saved and born again. And I think I'm just not going to obey God much. I think I'm just going to change my ways. I think I'm going to do what I please and how I please. In some way, some way, God's going to leave me alone. Ain't going to work. God ain't going to leave you alone. If God does leave you alone, you never was his. Amen. So you better start to worry. And then if God, I mean, this like this tonight, when Jonah said no to God, I'm not going to Nineveh. I'm going to go to Tarshish. And God said, okay, go ahead. And he went to Tarshish and nothing went on. And we didn't have the story of Jonah. And well, everything was just out. And he's sitting at Tarshish. He dies in Tarshish, an old man. Friend, then we know that Jonah didn't know God. God didn't know Jonah. But because of the great wind that he sent, because of the great word that he sent, and down in verse 17, he sends a great whale down there, a big fish. Amen. Are you going to know that God, God knows Jonah, and you can't get out of God, amen. You can't run faster than God. You can't be free from God, and you can't flee from God. You can't be deceived tonight like that, dear child of God. We find here thirdly, now I preached on this last week, but I had to get that in. We find that you can't think tonight that not only be free, but you can't think tonight uh, that you can do as you think you can do and do as you want to do. And God's just going to get on your terms. When you refuse to obey his word, he'll never be on your terms. You'll cross ways with God and friend, and you're going to have to do it God's way. We find that the wind obeyed. Can you imagine when God saw Jonah go down there? He said, hey, wind. He said, I want you to go down on that sea. And that wind probably said, what sea? He said, I'll tell you the exact sea to go to. And I want you to go, and I want you to make that ship come to a place of broken. Well, Lord, there's a lot of ships out there. i tell you which one to go to. And he said, he goes down there, and that wind said, yes, sir. I mean, my creator, the one who made me, I'm just the wind. I'll do exactly what you want me to do and when you want me to do it. And I will be the very best tempest that ever hit the sea. And I will break up that ship the better than anybody else. That was the wind. <laughs> he said, uh, you see, how do you know he did that? Because I know that the wind obeyed the Lord. And that wind will do the best the wind has, can ever do because he's doing it for the Lord. And then he said to the sea, he said, hey, sea, I created you. Yes, sir. I want you to just rise up and I want you to bash that ship. I want you to shake it and bake it. Man, I want you to get those people within that ship. I want them to be so scared, scared to death. I mean, I want them to be so scared that they will call out to a false god. <laughs> They'll call out to a dead god. They'll call out to a god that's not even real. That's how scared I want them to be. Yes, sir. I'll be the very best sea ever. I will hit that ship like no other sea would ever hit that ship. I will break it all up, dear sir. You're the creator of all things. You say you're talking silly tonight, but wouldn't it be good that you and I would do that? Hey, man. I know it's a Sunday night, but that don't mean nothing. You say we well, got to go easy on Sunday night. Oh, we ain't got to go anything. 
we got to do what God wants, amen. When we don't do what God, don't, God wants us to do tonight, we're going to find ourselves like Jonah. So if somebody goes around to you and says, hey, Jonah, <laughs> you, better, you, better short, you better get it together, man. You remember the title of the message, right? Jonah, the hot mess. And I'm going to tell you tonight, there's some folks in this room that's a hot mess. All right, let's get to what we need. Now, it wasn't God's word gives his word and Jonah gives his word. But then in verse 6, I noticed the shipmaster gives his word. I think we stopped right there last time on Sunday night. If you got notes, you probably verify that, confirm that. And so you might even, yes, brother, that's right. So in verse 6, it says, The shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? O sleeper, arise and call upon thy God. Now I want you to notice something tonight. And I think I mentioned this last Sunday night, but I'll mention it again tonight. Here Jonah is disobedient to God, stubborn, rebellious towards God's word. God gave him a direct command. He went right against it. He said, I'm not going to do it. I'm going another direction. And the reason why is, it's because those are some sorry, no good, low down piece of trash. They are the armpit of Nineveh. And you know that if you go, if I go there and I tell them what you want me to say, that you're just a God that will just save them. And I don't want them saved. I want them destroyed because they'll come back and destroy us. Right? And so here's this shipmaster. He says to Jonah, of all people, Jonah, won't you pray for us? To who? To the God that you're running from. <laughs> you want me to pray to the God that I ran from his presence? The God that sent for me to go to Nineveh and I went to Joppa to get to Tarshish? You want me to say something to the God? Look what he did. He sent a tempest wind out of this world. I mean, if something don't happen, we're going to break all up and all of us are going to die in this sea. And what do I need to say to God? And sometimes you and I are in the same condition. We're disobedient to God. We're rebellious with the Lord. And one of your children come up to you and say, Mama, I've got real hurt. i got real pain. Will you pray for me? Man, me and God's not on good terms. Daddy, I'm telling you, once you get on your knees right now, there is something serious in my life. And I need you to get a hold of God. And Daddy said, oh, boy, I'm not right with God. How can I call on him and who I've disobeyed, whom I've rebelled against? The spouse says to her other spouse, oh, I tell you, my heart is just broken. I tell you, I don't want to even live no more. I tell you, I don't want to go another day. I'm depressed. I am so oppressed. I, I don't know what to even say. I don't know what to do. I need a husband that can pray for me. Will you pray for me? And the husband says, oh, God. What's wrong with you? I've been running out of your presence. Well, wouldn't that be something? Somebody ask you to pray in that condition tonight. Are you there? If somebody would ask you to pray tonight, would you say, I'm not like Jonah. I'm not running out of the presence of the Lord. I'm not disobedient to his word. I'm not rebelling against him. I'm not stubborn tonight. I, have, I am walking with God. Everything with me and God is right. I got my sins forgiven. I've been called out to the Lord. I've searched my heart. Me and him is in good terms. Everything's right with me and God. Yes, I can pray. Is that you tonight? Or are you like Jonah? Now, you can make that right here tonight at the altars. You don't have to leave out of here like Jonah. You can leave out of here like a Christian, right with God. I'm going to tell you something. This week, this week, a, a daughter and her son or a spouse or a friend or a co-worker or a neighbor is going to call on you to pray. Will you be able to? What a sad commentary it is tonight that one of God's children are so wrong with God that God can't hear them. Friend, we got a world we live in. You can't get a hold of Biden. He don't even know where he's at. 
You can't get a hold of any authorities, any officials. You can't get a hold of anyone else tonight in any place, in any, any wonderful place. You might call it a university or, or any of a, a workplace or, or a business or, or a, a city of some type, a federal some type. Friend, to say, listen, will you pray for me? Who in the world tonight do you think has the power to pray? God's people. But when God's people are like Jonah tonight and running from the presence of God because they don't want to obey God's word and they don't want to be they want to be stubborn towards God's will and God's way. What's wrong with us tonight, dear church? We can't afford that, can we? If they can't count on us to pray, who can they count on? God, help us tonight. It puts an emergency and an urgency in our lives to say, I will not leave tonight without being right with God. Somebody might call on me to pray, and I need to get a hold of God in heaven. Amen? I'm glad Cam's back. Number one, tonight on the shipmaster gives his word. Uh, He gives a word to Jonah And the cause of this perishing is Jonah. He says in verse 6, If so be that God will think upon us that we perish not. And the cause of this perishing from this shipmaster tonight is 100% Jonah. It's his selfishness. It's his stubbornness. It's his sourness. And tonight, many Christians find themselves in a place of their home, and their church, their workplace, or just their lives. And Fred, it's breaking up. And it's reason because of your stubbornness and your selfishness and your sourness. Just like Jonah. We find tonight the cause of this perishing is Jonah. We find the cry of this perishing is Jonah. Look at verse 5. The Bible says the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God. I mean, friend, the cry of perishing. Have you ever come to a place where you are about to perish? I don't know if anybody's been in here like in in a room or in a house that's on fire. Hey, man, you got seconds. Man, that, that smoke and that fire, and you're scared to death. You say, oh, God, I'm going to die in here. Have you ever been on a boat? And, friend, it was maybe tipped over, or maybe just hanging on a raft. Or, or you may, I don't know what it may be tonight, but I don't know many of us or any of us tonight ever been in a place where we're so afraid that we think we're going to die. But that's where they were. And it was all because of Jonah. Jonah. I mean, uh, Jonah brought fear to others. That's what happens tonight as a husband and as a wife and as a father and as a mother and as a child and as a church member and as a co-worker, friend. You start getting wrong with God and you're going to bring fear to all others around you. Because they know God ain't going to let you go. God ain't going to let you just walk on. God doesn't send his great word. God is now sending his great wind. And if that great wind won't get you straightened out, God's going to send another great. Amen? And so you know, as being in that home and being part of that relationship, that whatever he goes through, whatever she goes through, we're going to go through it too. Jonah's the cause. He's the cry. He's bringing fear and to his home, to his church. Hey, he brought lost. Look at verse 5. Because of Jonah, he brought lost. The Bible says that they took their wares and they cast them over the ship to lighten the ship. I mean, listen, friend, that's people's property. That belonged to somebody who bought it with their hard-working money. I mean, here they on the ship. And here, I'm sure whenever they got down to the dock to pay their fare, 
They said, listen, yeah, sure, we're going down to Tarshish. All right, no problem. It'll be a certain amount of fare. They paid the fare. They got all their wares, uh, the things that they love, the things that they like, the things that, that were mean, mean something to them, things that were important to them, uh, things that they felt like that, that it was theirs. And, and so they brought their wares. They come up and put them on the ship there. And, and uh, as they get on the ship, they're probably going to sit back in a chair and drink some Hebrew tea and, and uh, just enjoy the ride. All of a sudden, Jonah shows up. Next thing you know, they're afraid, scared to death, calling out for their dead gods. And next thing you know, they're throwing all their stuff out into the sea. You know, tonight, you that are disobedient to God, you that are stubborn to God, you tonight are rebellious, you that want to obey God's word, you're wrong with God, you're not right with God. Do you know you cause loss to us? Do you know that? It's just not you wrong with God. Your whole family's involved. Your church is involved. Your work is involved. Your family members, your extended family's involved. Everyone who knows you and around you tonight, you're causing not only afraid, but you're causing loss. It's costing them to be part of your life. The most dangerous place is to be with somebody who's wrong with God. It will cost you more than you want to pay for somebody who wants to live in the disobedience with God. It'll cost you. Man, listen, you say, i got to flee from those people. That would be the safest place, and that will be the less cost. Friend, we find tonight, because of Jonah, they found themselves brought loss. They brought fear. But then also, I noticed he brought trouble to others. He brought trouble on the ship. Now they're looking. They're asking, who in the world brought this tempest? This is not just a tempest. This is from God. This is something extraordinary. This is something supernatural. There's something about this ship, something on this ship that has created such a, such a storm, such a wave, such a, a wind. I mean, listen, look at our ship. It's breaking up. Get your lots out. <laughs> We're going to find out who's in here. They cast the lots. It fell on Jonah. Oh, the unlucky guy. Of all people that would fall on, poor Jonah. Don't you feel sorry for him? Now, see, you don't feel sorry for Jonah, do you? But you that are disobedient, you that are stubborn, you that are rebellious, and you don't want to do what God wants you to do, you want people to feel sorry for you. Is that true? Poor me. I'm going through so much trouble. I'm going through so much trauma. I got so many things going wrong. It just seemed like one step forward, two step backwards. I just can't ever get over the hump. Everything's against me. All the world don't like me. My family are just talking about me. Does somebody, please somebody feel sorry for me. And tonight nobody feels sorry for Jonah. What makes you think somebody's going to feel sorry for you? And so you jump on the case of your family or your children or your spouse and say, listen, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what's in my heart. You don't know how I'm feeling. You don't know all the things that I'm going through. Would you just have compassion with me and be patient with me and love me? And you're saying, I just want to get away. Right? Amen, Brother Larry. We're speaking truth tonight. And friend, People are losing because of you. People are fearful because of you. And tonight, people are finding themselves in great trouble because of you. You're stirring up the family. You're causing things to be go haywire. You brought dysfunction. You brought dysfunction in your own life. Why? Why? Because I just didn't want to do what God said. Jonah. Then I find not only the very cause of this perishing, but the cry of this perishing is Jonah, but the calm of this perishing is Jonah. In verse 6, he said, Call upon thy God. It's so but that the God will think upon us that we perish not. Jonah was the one who stopped the perishing. We find that in verse 15. So they took up Jonah and cast him to the fourth into the sea, and the sea ceased. From her raging. So not only Jonah was the cause of the perishing, 
He was the, he was the cry of the perishing, but he was the calm of the perishing. And then he was the certainty of the perishing. For in verse 7, God just made it clear. And they said to everyone, to his fellow, come, let us cast lots that they may know whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell upon Jonah. God showed them who it was. The lot fell upon Jonah. Jonah told them in verse 10 who it was. He said, it's me, fellas. So Jonah, uh, trust was in the Lord where he said, I, am, I fear the Lord. But at the same time, as he feared the Lord, as he went to the ship, have you thought about this? Whenever he went in verse 5, when he went into the ship, he went into the ship, he went to the bottom of the ship, and when he went to the bottom of the ship, uh, he went to sleep. And the tempest was going, and things were breaking, and things were acting crazy. They were chucking things over. They were calling on the false gods. And what was Jonah doing? He just knew the Lord. Hey, what was going to happen was going to happen. Now, most people, when they come into trouble like that, what do they do? They just go nuts. They lose their mind. Let's, let's throw all our stuff out of here to lighten up the ship. I don't care. Call on any God. It don't matter. I mean, it don't matter. We, we're going to die. We're going to perish. I mean, we're going to. And most people who don't know God, not most people, all people don't know God, uh, they just kind of in a frenzy, right? But not Jonah. Just asleep. Oh, Jonah. We find here tonight that Jonah's truth was of the Lord. In verse 10, he fled from the Lord. In verse 11, he was found in the ship. And verse 12, he was flung from the ship. Look at verse 12. And he said unto him, take me up, cast me forth into the sea, and it shall be come unto you. I know that my, for my sake the tempest is upon you. And this is what we find that he was clashed into the sea. The sea stopped. The wind was calm. Jonah's trouble was in the Lord. Jonah never called on the Lord of repentance. Have you noticed that? Chapter 1, verse 1, when God told him to go somewhere, he rises up in, chapter two, in verse 2, and he had an opportunity in chapter 2, in verse 2, to say, Lord, I repent. I call on you to forgive me. I've made a mistake. I sinned. I'm wrong. I have shown myself to be unworthy. I have disobeyed you. I have, I have dishonored you. I have disgraced you. I'm ashamed of myself. I'm so unworthy to, to even for you to call me to go to Nineveh. I'm a sorry servant of God. Yes, I'm a Hebrew, and yes, I fear the Lord, and yes, I claim to the God of heaven, but Lord, I'm such a wretched individual. Would you forgive me? You didn't see that, though, do you? You don't find that in Jonah. He didn't do that. Friend, he, didn't, you didn't, he didn't find a place at all because his trouble was in the Lord. Jonah never called on the Lord, but never, he never cared about the loss either. I mean, do you ever see Jonah uh, saying to the fellas, hey, fellas, uh, I know that y'all cast all your wares off, off the deal. Boy, it's probably maybe thousands of dollars of loss. Uh, can I tell you that the reason that happened was because of me? And I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I created such a stir on your ship. I'm sorry that the boat that was created and made and owned by somebody who, who was somebody hard word money who made that ship to be what it was so to go from Tarshish or from Joppa to Tarshish. I am the one who broke it up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I caused you to think that you were going to die on a ship and created such an anxiety and caused so much uh, depression to come upon you. And I'm sorry. You don't ever see that with Jonah. He had no care of the loss for others. He had no calling unto the Lord. Jonah had a problem with God. We find that he would, Jonah would never considered the welfare of others. They said, let us not perish for this man's life. He didn't care. They're saying it's not our sin. It's not our 
evil, it's not our trouble. Tonight, can I say this? It's Jonah's trouble. And tonight, wherever you are, in whatever condition you are tonight, it's not your spouse's fault. It's not your situation. It's not your circumstance. It's not the government. It's not America. It's not your raising. It's not the work. It's not what you lack. It's not what you have excess of. The trouble you have tonight is you. You have the trouble. Your trouble is not my trouble. It's your trouble. You've got to get it right with God. So did Jonah. Here lastly tonight, we find that once he got thrown off and into the sea, it calmed down and it was over. Lastly, I want, you to, I want to preach on this point here, then we'll close. I want you to notice Jonah's triumph. You say, how can Jonah triumph? Can I say tonight, even though you're wrong with God, and even though you're just being a bad child, even though that you're some rebellious individual tonight, that there can be some triumph in that, but not because of you, but because of the Lord that you fear. Because no matter tonight how you do and why you do it, and even though you're not right with God, God still can take that situation and use it for His glory. Amen? And we find Jonah, we find Jonah because of the love of God has for Jonah, He chose him to preach. Did he not know in the sovereignty of God that Jonah was going to say no? Did he not know that? He knew that. But he asked Jonah, listen, Jonah, I want you to preach to Nineveh because I love you. And if God's ever asked you to do anything for him, it's because he loves you. He loves you. Tonight, no matter if you love him, he loves you. No matter if you do love him tonight, he loves you. No matter if you're disobedient with God. No matter if you're rebellious tonight. God loves you. For His love tonight will never cease. It's an everlasting love. It's a love tonight that will go to you to eternity tonight. No matter how you are and who you are. So He loved Jonah. He chose him to go for him to Nineveh. Number two. Not only did He chose him, but He chased him to the ship with the lost. Now, what I mean by that is this. There were some men on that ship that God said, I'm going to reach them. How can I reach those mariners on that one ship going to Tarsh from Joppa to Tarshish? How am I going to do that? I got it. I know my servant Jonah, the prophet. And I ask him to go to Nineveh because I know his heart. He ain't going to like it. But you know what? I got something to show Jonah. And so while I'm showing Jonah, I'm going to put him I'm gonna put him on that certain ship. Right? Right, Brother Charles? On that certain ship. And on that certain ship, there's going to be some... Sailors or mariners on there. I'm just going to save them. That's what I'm going to do. I know, Tony, you're off in your own little world. But, man, I tell you what. All this stuff is going to be rocking and rolling. I'm going to get this thing shaking and baking. I'm going to get the wind and the sea. And it's going to be doing its work. And it's going to be obeying you. But in the meantime, I'm shaking up the hearts of the mariners. At the first, they were calling out for their gods. Little G, you know what I'm Oh, the triumph, even in your disobedience, God can use. We find tonight he chased him to the ship with the lost. He chose him to preach to the lost, but he chastened him with a storm for the lost. He said, I'm going to run right up on him with the wind, and I'm going to do what I'm going to do because not only do I want to say something to Jonah, but I want them on the ship to know something too. I want them to know that I'm the God of heaven.
I want them to know that I'm the Lord of lords. I'm the creator of the sea and the land. I want them to know that I'm the God of Israel. I want them to know that there's no other God beside me. I want them to know as they call on their gods. And their gods couldn't do anything. Oh, but this God, he created it. And he can calm it. Woo! I'm glad that God lives in my heart tonight. I'm glad tonight that I'm saved by the grace of God. I'm glad tonight when I get wrong with God, He chases me. I'm glad tonight that whenever I get back backwards with God, that God brings conviction upon my heart, takes me to the woodshed, and does a little bit of paddling on me. Are you glad for that? He loves me. He loves me so much tonight, even in my disobedience, He can save somebody. Ain't that something? Number two, because of the love God has for Jonah. But number two, because of the love God has for sinners. He chose that certain ship. He chose those certain sailors. He chose that certain sea. Do you think tonight that that was the only ship on the sea of that night? You think that was the only sea, the only ship, the only sailors? I would say, I don't know what there. But I would say there's probably others out there. But Jonah had to get on that one. When he paid the fare, he thought he was getting on a ship running from God. And he got on a ship that God was going to be there. <laughs> Woo! I mean, Jonah, you know, made another bad decision. He got on the wrong ship. God's on that ship. I will say that. Cried every man unto his God. You say they were needing, they, they were needing their false God to help them out. The false God didn't show up. Uh, they're needing uh, their fake God. They're calling on their fake God. Help us out here who are perishing. But he didn't help. Not they calling and needing, but they falling to their no God. They had no help. They had no hope. The sea didn't calm down. Uh, the storm didn't give up. But their gods didn't care. I mean, their gods weren't even alive. I mean, their gods was, was made out of stone, and their gods are made out of glass, and, and out of rock, and out of trees, and, and out of what man can make. And their gods, friend, had no ability to do anything. And so they're just blowing in the wind. We find tonight that God loved the sinners, that he would send Jonah to Nineveh, and Nineveh would pick a ship, and that would be the ship that God was on, so that he would save some sinners. Whew. Oh, can I say here, lastly and thirdly, because of the love of God he has for Jonah, and the love of God he has for sinners, the love of God he has for seekers. We find in verse 6, they knew the storm was supernatural. They knew that there in that verse that there was something outside of the ordinary or they would not come to Jonah and say, pray, call upon thy God, if so be that God will think upon us. So that's telling us tonight that this storm was beyond natural. Something isn't right about this thing. So they began to seek out. Jonah, you don't know who you are, man. But boy, would you call out to God? The capital G God? We don't we don't call it out to the little big G God. <laughs> we ain't get nothing. Would you call out to the big G? And maybe that God will think on us. See, they're seeking now. Right? They're seeking BG God. Little G God didn't do nothing for them. So, boy, I tell you, the, the seekers is looking for God. I'm going to tell you something. If you look for God, you'll find them. He never turns away anyone that seeks after him. But I don't care if you're a homosexual. I don't care if you're a drunk. I don't care if you're an abuser of mankind. I don't care tonight you're a drug addict. I don't care tonight if you're a harlot. I don't care tonight you're an abortion or a murderer tonight. He will not turn away anyone who seeks after him. That's my God. 
We find here tonight, as he, they knew that the storm was supernatural. Verse 13, the Bible says, nevertheless, because he told me, he said, just chuck me over. And these guys and good, I guess that they didn't want to chunk him over because they knew they chunked him over, he'd probably die. They, they didn't want him to die. Now, they're angry with him because they, he's created this problem, but they're not so angry with him that they want him to die. Now, see, that ought to be the mindset of us tonight. The one in your family who is not obeying God and disobeying God, bringing disruption and dysfunction around your house and causing all this trouble and turmoil within your home, you shouldn't want them to die. Right? The best way I can handle this is they die. If they would die, it would help me. Or if they would just get out of the home, get a divorce, or, or do something. But I tell you what, that would help us out tremendously. That's not the heart of God, and that's not the heart of a Christian. We find here that they said, oh, no, we can't do that. What we're going to do is we're going to roll. <laughs> They're going to roll until their arms fall off. They'll never get to the land. They'll never get to the land. Never, never in a million years. It could have been the rowing machine of the year. It could, they could have won the Olympics. I mean, they were the rowers of all rowers, the rowers of all time. And boy, they got big old Popeye arms. And they're, they're pouring down spinach as they go. And they're saying, we're getting to the land. You can No, you're not. The God of all gods told Jonah, tell them to cast you out. And until they cast him out, would it calm down? They knew. Man, this God, this God's powerful. I mean, this God is coming after Jonah. He created this great wind. And now we're trying to get to the shore. And every time else, we got to the shore every time. This time we can't. This God is some God. They knew the Lord was supernatural. Uh, they knew tonight. They, they called on the Lord in verse 14. They said, wherefore they cried unto the Lord. They cried unto the Lord. The Lord. There's only one of them. And they're crying out to him. Now, in, they're, they're, in verse, they're in verse 5. They're crying out to the, his God. But now, they're in verse 14. They're crying out to the Lord. Something's changing in the heart of these men. I mean, God has shown himself mighty. God has shown himself to be great. God's shown him to be the Savior, the Lord, the God of heaven tonight. And they're saying, boy, we want to get with that God. We beseech you, O Lord. We beseech you, O Lord. We beseech you, O Lord. Oh, Lord, we cry out to you. Oh, Lord, let us not perish for this man's life. Lay not upon his innocent blood, for thou, O Lord, has done as it pleased thee. And now they've just confessed. Lord, this is all you. We give up. This is all you. And because of that, Lord, we have now got a change of heart. We believe in the Lord. We believe in you. Because we know that you have done this. That you're the God of all gods. There's no other God besides you, Lord. And then it says there in verse, in verse 16, Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice unto the Lord and made vows. We, we see tonight that not only they believed in the Lord, but they obeyed the Lord. We, we see tonight that they feared the Lord. We find that now there was a relationship built between them and the Lord. They say, we fear you. Relationship. We, we find that now there's a respect toward the Lord and that we're going to offer a sacrifice unto you. We're going to worship you. And then there was a reverence toward the Lord. They say, we're going to make a vow with you. That's salvation tonight. Friend, listen. In Jonah's trouble, there was triumph. God saved some mariners. 
in the midst of his disobedience. God is God. What a wonderful God he is tonight. Let's stand to our feet and let's look tonight unto God. And I guess the first concern we might need tonight is, am I right with God? Am I wrong with God? Am I disobedient? Am I stubborn? Am I, where am I at tonight with God? Let's do something tonight with the Lord. Let's make this right. Let's calm down the home. Let's calm down the marriage. Let's calm down the parenting. Let's calm down the family. Let's calm down the heart tonight. Boy, I, I come to you, Lord, and Man, I tell you, I'm just sorry for being disobedient to you. I, I, I ask you to forgive me, Lord. I repent of my stubbornness and my rebellion towards you. You've told me how to be a wife. You've told me how to be a husband. You've told me how to be a father, how to be a wife. You've told me how to be a church member. You've told me how to be a friend and a family member. You've told me how to be a co-worker. You've told me how to live the Christian life. And, Lord, man, I've just been disobedient. Won't you come? Brother George, as you sing softly tonight, you come. There's a couple of come. Would you come? Let's just do business with God tonight. And then in the midst of your disobedience tonight, some people get saved. Somebody gets saved tonight. How about you? Just come. Just come and lay yourself out before the Lord. Just come and allow God to work down deep in the heart of you. There's no shame tonight to come to the altar. There's no shame tonight to, to come tonight and, and just cry out to God for forgiveness and cleansing and restoring. Don't leave out of here like Jonah. Please. It's just not worth it tonight. Just not worth it. Your family deserves better. Your family deserves more. Your church deserves greater. Oh, God, help. Help us tonight. God, you're the God of all gods. Lord, you do whatsoever thou willest. What so pleases you tonight, Lord, you do. Oh, we just say yes to you, Lord. We'll just say yes. Yes to you. We'll surrender all. We'll give it up to you. We'll lay it down. Tonight, I give you my home. I give you my family. I give you my marriage. I give you my children. I give you my money. I give you my heart. I give you my life. I lay it down before you, Lord, and you do whatever you want with it. You're the God, the God of gods tonight. How about you tonight? Would you come to Jesus? Would you come to Jesus tonight? Just as you are, come to him. Sing another verse, Brother George. People are praying. If you're not at the altar tonight, you're at your pew praying. Praying, oh God, break through tonight. God, move in lives and hearts tonight. We're not done yet. We're almost done. Oh, cry out to God. Beg God. Beseech God. Intervene, Lord. Intervene into the hearts of those praying tonight at the altar. Do something mighty and great to them. Help them along the way. Give them that strength, that wisdom, that courage, that boldness. God, work upon us and on us tonight. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Blessed be his holy name tonight. Worthy. Worthy tonight is our Lord. Worthy is our Lord tonight. Worthy is him. Jonah. Y'all pray for me as we continue the message next week. We're going to go to verse 17 and, and move forward, move down, and hopefully we can preach through Jonah with the help of the Lord. But God's really stirred my heart.
about this thing, about being wrong with God and how we find ourselves in these troubles and we wonder what happened. It all boils down with just disobedience. That's where all our troubles come from tonight, just disobedience. God's Word is to be obeyed. Let's be dismissed tonight. Brother Cat, would you dismiss us, my brother? Sing song.